my my dad uh, was an addict. He was a drug addict growing up, and so like I know I have some I have some addictive tendencies. Like if I if I like something, like I you know I I just go all in on something. It's just I have an addictive personality, and so the Lord was like, hey, you at a young age, seriously, you probably shouldn't ever try alcohol or drugs or anything like that. That's probably not for you, right? And so I, I've never uh, tasted alcohol, except for NyQuil, if you want to count that, if, if that's the case. I have had some NyQuil, okay? Uh, but, a lot of NyQuil. Right, don't talk about my NyQuil use. Uh, sometimes I get the coughs, different podcasts. Um, Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel, and I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we are so grateful that you've taken time to grow yourself today, and we are praying that you are inspired because here at The Purpose Podcast, we believe that you have been destined to win your world, and we want to help you walk in that purpose. Make sure you like, subscribe on all platforms, share this today if Mm -hmm. it encourages you. Do you have something else you'd like to talk about? I have something I really want to talk about, and I, first of all, I love presents. I think presents are amazing and wonderful and all things great, and I just got this present. You have to be really descriptive for people who may not be If you are listening, I usually have a tumbler with me with usually coffee, but today I'm drinking water because I'm being healthy. And um, my tumbler, though, is a little naked. It's just, you know, plain. And someone, Betsy, saw this. Betsy, what a hero. She was like, you don't need to have a naked tumbler. She has top of the world tumblers and she sent me this amazing gift with all these words of encouragement but it's a black sparkly Sparkly, tumbler which i love sparkly and it has my name on it but on the back it has purpose podcast (laughs) i'm so happy about it and she just said that it's kingdom film spirit focused conversation isn't that kind so thoughtful. So thank you, Betsy. You have made things more pleasant to look at yes. on YouTube. You are awesome, Betsy. And so, hey, uh, we are in a season right now spiritually uh, at our, not only at our church, but just in a season of looking at contentment. And uh, obviously a lot of that impacts financial, but not just uh, financial. So uh, th- these next couple of weeks, we're going to really take a moment to reflect and take inventory of what matters to us mm-hmm. what what's what's the most important thing uh, to us on a really practical level and so uh, a question that I want you to think about and I'm going to answer it and then race can answer it but what is happiness tied to so what is happiness tied to and obviously in different seasons of life it's different things right mm-hmm. so you have like whenever you're growing up you look at the kids you know happiness for you know, uh, for Valor is just getting his way. Valor's two is getting his way. Happiness for Rachel, obviously, presence, major Love part presence. of happiness. Uh, but really, when you look at happiness on, if there's a common denominator on all levels at whatever uh, place you are in life, it's this fulfillment of desires. Mm-hmm. So we all have these desires that are that we want and desire to be filled. And so uh, kind of a kind of a silly one. Uh, but like yeah, I, I remember in middle school, high school, whenever I was I was playing sports and doing all that stuff, uh, what happiness was to me was people thinking that I did a good job, was people like 
cheering for me or happy with what I did or just, you know, just kind of that people pleasing uh, mindset. But that, that was, that was whenever I thought about what happiness was tied to, it was that, but babe, can you think about a time in your life whenever it was like, Oh my, man, my happiness was so tied to this. Uh, well, when our children were very, well, they're all still little, but postpartum, my happiness is tied to sleep. <laughs> You don't, you don't have any. So I, I think that uh, some of it is just like, just like you said, circumstances. But it's for me, it's like all the time. It's comfort. Mm. I contentment for me a lot of times is tied to comfort and happiness. So if totally. I am uncomfortable, you will know it. I, I do know it. I usually do know that pretty quickly if you're uncomfortable. Uh, one of the things we actually on uh, not too long ago on social media, we're putting on there. Uh, you know, what, what are arguments you have with your spouse that are silly? And mine is usually around Rachel putting her ice-cold toes on me because apparently it's a husband's duty to warm those up. But we, we won't get on that fight in front of everybody. You know, but people fight about the most on there, what they were talking about, is places to eat. There oh, is gosh. no practical way for couples to decide where they're going to eat. That's funny. Well, hey, one of the things, again, we talk about desires, talk about comfort. I think that's big for everybody. But one of the things that really is, uh, that really does tie into uh, happiness, comfort, desires, it is finances. And so finances. So I want everybody listening to think for just a second, what do you think is, it, the like when, whenever, in 2022, there was a poll went out in America, in, in North America, how much is enough was the answer or was the question? How much is enough? I want you to stop for a second. What do you think it is? How much is enough? What do you so like think? How much money would you need? Yes. To so, have so a year. How enough. much money would you need to make a year to be okay? Uh, if I'm not, if I read the study right, I believe that, that, that yes. that's what it was. So, okay, think. I'll give you five seconds. Think about what you think it would be. Five, four, three, two, one. What do you think it was? The answer on the survey blew me away. It's 774. Yeah, $774,000. Am I saying that right? Yes, $774,000 a year. So almost a million dollars. A million dollars a year. To be happy. Which, uh, is, again, is is wild, is crazy. And, well, again, if you're making that sort of sort of cash, let's talk. You know, <laughs> Rachel got a tumbler. I have some things that I need. No, I'm just joking. But uh, that, that's, I, I don't know about you. That seemed pretty wild to me. That seemed pretty extravagant. But what I want to encourage you to do is in that moment, I feel like we all start to process in a judgmental way where it's like, oh my gosh, like who, who thinks they need a million dollars to be happy, to be satisfied? Um, but I believe that all of us have things in our life that we think, hey, we have to have these things to be satisfied. Hey, we have to have these things to be happy. And Jesus sets such a stark contrast when it comes to things that we care about. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus is actually having a conversation with his disciples and in this crowd, and he's talking to them about what it means uh, to be his disciple. Uh, and and I, I just want to start in verse 35, because when it talks about happiness, talk about what you're giving yourself to. But I think this is really interesting, because if you're a believer and you're listening to this and you're living contrary to it, then we have to stop and, and take inventory. But in Mark 1.35, it says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. So I think that right there in itself is pretty significant. 
And so I don't know about you, but I do not spend my time. I do not, whenever I'm processing, thinking about what it looks like to be successful and things like that, losing my life. And again, he now Jesus is going to die on the cross, but right here he's talking about losing your life as in like you are giving it away for people. And so, again, I want to ask this in, in contrast to what makes us happy, in contrast to things that we're giving all of ourselves to. And so, babe, what for you, what makes it hard in the thought of, well, gosh, in God's economy, in God's kingdom, part of what should make me happy is giving my life away, is losing my life. What, what are some things that make that hard for you? Well, no one likes to die. I mean, really, like when you consider it, profound. Uh, it is profound. No one likes to die. But when you consider, like it is, it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you give your life away. So, um, I love the enduring word commentary. Says um, it. It poses it this way. It sounds strange to say you will never live until you walk down death row with Jesus. You can't gain resurrection life without dying first. Mm, right. And that concept of being made uncomfortable, inconvenienced, sacrificing the things that I desire and want to experience life. Like, it's just the discomfort of it for yeah. me. It makes me not want to do it. Right. Even though I know intellectually, this is better for me. Yeah. I'm going to get more. I'm going to receive more. I'm going to be fulfilled and satisfied I get to profit from God if I do it his way, not financially, but fruits of the spirit and um, joy and um, satisfaction, purpose. I get to see that manifested in my life. Yeah. And I can know all that, but still the discomfort will prevent me from being obedient. Yeah. And I think something else that makes it really hard for us is it's just not what the world looks like. No. You know, that's not, that's not really being celebrated anywhere. You know, I... Uh, something that's really been impacting me that if you if you're a part of the church that we lead in faith promise, God's really been impacting me that we like to choose our rights over God's right over what God says is right. And again, I I, I believe I, I really believe that God wants us to be successful and God wants all these things. But what matters is that what in whatever ways we're successful in whatever ways what God blesses us with is that. Mm-hmm. Again, we're losing our lives. And, and there's two verses that I pray literally every day to help me get to this place. John 3.30 is when John the Baptist says, I must become less and Jesus becomes more. And Galatians 2.20, I died to myself in Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the reason that I do that is to try to put myself in the appropriate place, which is below Jesus. But yeah. Mark keeps on going as he, as he spent, because Mark, John Mark, the guy who wrote the book of Mark, he spent time with Peter, and he spent time with Paul. So he's got a really great understanding of Jesus and his ministry. And it says this in the next verse, right? It says, What good is it for someone to gain the world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous, sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he when it comes to his Father's glory and the holy angels. So again, I know I know this a lot. So I, I probably shouldn't. Have, I should have stopped again. But right there after that verse of losing your life, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Now this is so hard. That this part right here, what I'm, what we're about to talk about doing, is so hard. 
And that is the thought of looking out in advance of who you want to be. Mm. And so, again, j- just to frame up that it's hard, because I, I, I think everybody, we, I, well, I don't know everybody. I, I, de- I minimize things. It's not going to be that hard, all that kind of stuff. But just think about something you've wanted to do for a while that you haven't done. Maybe it's lose weight or maybe it's start a hobby or maybe it's uh, save money, whatever it might be. And you have the ability to do it. Like you have the ability to eat different or you have the ability to set a budget or you have the ability to start that hobby, but you haven't. So why haven't you? Well, change is just hard. Pastor Craig Rochelle, who's somebody I love, he just came out of the book uh, called Power to Change, which I would really encourage you, if, if this is really resonating with you, to go and do that. But Jesus is encouraging us. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And the reason I'm setting up the challenge of change is because if you take inventory right now of your life, are you forfeiting your soul? And so what I mean by that is your purpose, what you've been made to do is to win your world, to have a kingdom impact, to go and to do that, to be a part of that. But whenever you look out and forecast the things that you're trying to accomplish, the things that matter most to you, the things that you're really pressing in for, are you forfeiting your purpose? Are you forfeiting your soul for friends or Mm. for comfort or for finances or to be liked, whatever it might be? But this this has been really powerful uh, for me and uh, do you have something you want to add to that? No, I was just going to tell, I, I don't know if you read that article that Tim Keller just wrote in The Atlantic, and he talks about, he's talking about the church and how uh, there is a revival, it's due for revival, but he shares the story about these missionaries and these POWs who had been taken into captivity, and um, he shares about how this man who was not a believer was with these missionaries, and they were... Uh, They complained, they were frustrated, they didn't act like Christ. But there was this one missionary who literally laid his life down day after day in this POW camp, serving the people around him, praying for people still, loving people. And he said it made, it was Christianity was so real. It, Mm -hmm. this man's world was one in a POW camp simply by laying his life down. His life was already gone. I think we think that there's this whole other space. Well, for me to lay my life down, I have to have all of these things lined out for me to be able to sacrifice this. But everything had been stripped from him, and still he had something to sacrifice to love people to Jesus. Yeah. And um, so I just want to encourage you know if you're listening and you say, "Hey, I hear all that, Zach," and but it seems so much for me, so mm-hmm. so big. You know, just kind of how you were talking about this. Hey, we can look to men and women of God from generations past and watch how they have laid their life down and how it's won their world. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I, I want to give you one more point, and then I'm gonna read a scripture. And today's episode is not going to be real long because we we want to give you some things to do. It. In this time, I mean, we usually do thirty minutes or so, and we're going to try to end on twenty. So, because we're going to get, I'm, we're going to read a pretty intense scripture here in a second, and I, I just think that we need to do some reevaluation. Mm-hmm. But let me give you something, just kind of maybe a leadership thought uh, for you to manifest this. Um, and this is the power of pre-decision. This is another Craig Groeschel thing, and so I'll tell you maybe a silly way that I'm walking a lot of freedom right now. Um, I've, I've went kind of up and down with my weight. Uh, you should, I, I showed Rachel a picture of me the other day. It is, 
hard to look at. Oh, it's man, baby, some, you I look can't, so good. I don't even know how I today. got into those pants, but it was either way a different different podcast. You didn't notice it when it was happening. Uh, how in the world? Wait, it did, I don't know. I let way, you down. Either way, it wasn't good. But like, I decided this year, hey, I'm not going to go on no, no no fad thing or anything like that. I'm just going to eat paleo, which is essentially no preservatives, whatever. And so I've made that pre decision. And so like again, it, it's. Whenever in the year we are right now, I, I I haven't, and I'm living in so much freedom. We go out to eat, and it's just like there's things I can't eat, things I can't eat, it, things I can eat, and things I cannot eat. It's, well, it, you make the decision before we get there, so we look at the menu even before we went to an Italian restaurant, which is traditionally not going to be paleo. Lots yeah, of pasta, right. all those things. And I was victorious. You were victorious. We took time before, so you could make a decision. So it, when the same time to make the decision. You'd already made it. And we all make pre-decisions. So like, here, here's a maybe a silly one for me. When I was growing up, like I knew my my dad uh, was an addict. He was a drug addict growing up. And so like, I know I have some, uh, I have some addictive tendencies. Like if I, if I like something, like I will, you know, I, I just go all in on something. It's just, I have an addictive personality. And so the Lord was like, hey, you, at a young age, seriously, you probably shouldn't ever try alcohol or drugs or anything like that. That's probably not for you, right? And so I, I've never uh, tasted alcohol except for NyQuil, if you want to count that. If, if that's the case, I have had some NyQuil, okay? Uh, but, a lot of NyQuil. Right, don't talk about my NyQuil use. Uh, sometimes I get the coughs, different podcast. Um, but I made that predecision, and it's fine. I'll go, out, I'll go out with friends, and we're hanging out. It's not a big deal. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing, but then when it came to something, again, maybe silly, maybe it's significant for some people, but as nutrition, as my diet, it's so weird. Like, I wouldn't make that predecision. It was like one of the things that I wanted to make sure I had. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why I want to bring up predecision. Is there something in your life that you feel like, I, this is mine? So like this, like my marriage, I don't want to give this part to you, God. Like, I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to pray with my spouse or my time. Like, I don't want to do ministry or hey, my, my pride. I don't want to share my faith. But that power of predecision... Uh, and and I, I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing that stuff up to you right now. Uh, but again, so because we're about to jump to a scripture in First Corinthians, or sorry, in First Timothy six, and I'm going to read verses six through nine. Now, because and, and uh, this is Paul writing to Timothy, uh, who's a young leader, and uh, a lot of times, what is it? Um, it's Philippians four thirteen. Everybody always quotes from Paul. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And even before that, he's like, when, even if I'm well-fed or if I'm, if I'm starving, if I'm naked or if I'm clothed, yada, 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 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Big hoorah, woo, right? Well, um, in this passage, when he's writing and discipling Timothy, uh, he puts it in a way that's just, it's so absolute. And I'm going to read it, but I want to encourage you, if, if you're in a place where you can, 1 Corinthians 6, 6 through 9. So let me read this. And again, I want you to process what makes you happy. I want you to process what you care about most. I want you to process, is there a place you need to make a predecision? First Timothy 6, 6 through 9 says this, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Not pain, but it's great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Wow. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Mm. 
And so just really that verse 8 and 9, but if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. And so I wanted you to process, again, going back to the original question, what is happiness, what is your happiness tied to? If you had food and clothing and a walk with God in your purpose, could you be content with that? And if you say no, I want you to take inventory of what are those things that you feel like you have to have. And the potential, those are idols. Those are things that are keeping you from living out your purpose. But that's just really challenging for me. And, and I, I'm, not a, I'm not a stuff guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, like, I, I don't ever want to be super rich or anything like that. Um, somebody wants to give me money, that's fine, but that's not me. Uh, but I really do want people to like me. Mm-hmm. And I really do want people to feel like I'm a good leader. But that's not what it said. It said, if you have food and clothing, you're honoring God. You should be able to be content with that. That's just really challenging for me. Well, and those things that come up, why can't you trust God enough to satisfy those places of your heart? Because those idols really just expose deficits, um, things that we, there are areas of our life that we need. We need God to fulfill, you know, hey, I want to be liked. Like, you know, it sounds it's just like when your dad told you, like, Jesus is your friend. I'm mm-hmm. like, but, you know, God likes you. God loves you. Your affirmation and value and worth does not come from man, but from God. And I would just challenge you, hey, there's a trust issue there. If we say, hey, <clears throat> I'm worried all the time about money. I'm not going to, it's not going to be enough. You know, I want to be the 1%. Well, there's another 99% of us in America. We're not going to be making, you know, a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So if that's where we just, we lack trust in who God is. We don't believe that he is who he says he is or that he could do what he says he can do. And for us, when we lack contentment, that is one of the things that I notice is the yeah. people of God don't trust who God is. Yeah. So we want to leave you some time for reflection. And so I'm going to read these last two again, but we have food and clothing. Uh, we will be First content Timothy. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, those who want to get rich and fall, they fall into temptation and trap and a trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. So whenever you're processing your priorities, whenever you are taking inventory of the things that you're giving yourself to, are is it, does it have to be so much more than God in these, in these things that you need? Because mm. God has so much for you, but are your hands, your arms, your heart so full of other things that there's no room for his priority? And so I just want to encourage you, just take, take a few moments and ask God that. And may, again, reading that First Corinthians chapter, or First Timothy chapter 6. But we love you. And so let me pray for us and then give you some time to process with the Lord and make some decisions. God, we love you. And we, we want to walk in our purpose. We really do. God, we want to walk in who you've called us to be. Uh, God, we, at, at the end, it, it says, for we brought nothing into this world and we could take nothing out of this world. Something my dad always challenged me with is that there's only one thing that you can't do in heaven. You can never share your faith again. You can never tell somebody, hey, Jesus loves you. I desperately hope that you will accept him as your Savior. And so, God, I just pray that in this short time that we had together today that, uh, that you shook some, some, uh, maybe some strongholds in our life, that you challenged our contentment, God, that you pushed on our priorities, and that we would look and let you set those things. 
God, that we don't want to fall into the temptation of desiring to be rich, whether that's financially or relationally, whatever it might be. But God, we would be rich in righteousness in a relationship with you first. And you say those who seek the kingdom of heaven, all these other things will be added to them. And so, God, we just we just want to submit to you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would be everything that we need, and we would stop trying to fulfill what only you can fulfill in things and stuff. God, we love you so much. Thank you for our purpose. It's in your precious and we pray. Amen. We love you so much. We know that your purpose is to win your world, so let's get out there and do it together this week. <laughs>